0: Hello and welcome to Feminine Fire, a podcast where spirituality meets soulful business strategy. I'm your host, Spiritual Life and business coach Beth Cazillo. Here to help you ignite your inner fire and step into the highest vision for your life and business. Join me as we explore what it takes to get out of your own way, uplevel your worth, master your mindset, and build the spiritual business of your dreams. If you're a spiritual woman ready to create a life and business that truly sets your soul on fire, you're in the right place. Let's dive in. This is Feminine Fire. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Feminine Fire podcast. So happy as always to be here recording this for you today. As you can hear, I still have not kicked this husky voice, so you'll have to bear with me for another week. I think we're going on three, maybe even four weeks, but definitely three episodes where, you know, you've had to listen to the husky tones of this voice. I'm not sure if I'm ever getting my real voice back. Perhaps this is it now. Perhaps this is my voice. We will just have to wait and see. But husky voice or not... Today, we are diving into part two of this two-part series on preparing your business for an epic maternity leave. And if you haven't listened to part one yet, last week, I shared the mindset side of things. And I really, really recommend going back and listening to that one too, if you haven't already. Today, in part two of this series, I'm diving into the strategy you need to prepare your business for maternity leave. I'll be sharing the key strategic decisions that I made and the practical actions that I took in preparation for this season with the intention that it will support you to create your own version of an epic mat leave. I shared last week that I am just feeling so so supported as I head into this baby birthing vortex. And a big reason for that is because I've been so intentional about setting things up to run as smoothly as possible while I'm off. Now, have I been as organized as I wanted to be? No. Has it been frustrating that I've lost my voice in my last month before I'm off? Yes. But because I've been strategic about how I've gone about it, it hasn't mattered. So what I want to share with you today is what this lead up and planning process has looked like for me strategically and practically, so that if you're also planning your maternity leave right now, you've got some things to consider while you're planning. And maybe you're not expecting a baby right now, but you're planning on having a baby sometime in the near future. Maybe you're trying to conceive right now. You might want to bookmark and come back to this episode again at that time. I've also had a question about how I've done things differently this second time around, because this is my second maternity leave. If you're new to the podcast, if you're new to me, I have a beautiful little boy who is three years old now. So I'll also be sharing what my maternity leave plans looked like with Noah three whole years ago compared to what they look like now with this second baby. All right, let's get into it. What I think is worth sharing first and foremost is what I'm actually planning my maternity leave to look like so that you've got some context going into the rest of this episode. So firstly, I'm taking two months off coaching and the day-to-day running of the business entirely. So I won't have any coaching clients. I won't be running any programs. I won't be doing anything in the business really day-to-day. Secondly, I have decided that I will still be online in some capacity. So my team will still be able to contact me, obviously, but I personally will also still be on socials. However, I am taking the pressure off that completely. If I'm on socials, sharing content, sharing stories, sharing posts in real time, it will mostly be lifestyle content that I'm creating and sharing in the moment. It will probably be a lot of baby spam, a lot of, this is what my maternity leave is looking like. How are you all going? I'm still here. I remember when Noah was born, it felt really, really fun and special to share that news with my community online and share that part of myself and my life online. But as I said, I'm taking the pressure off what that looks like. So there's no schedule, there's no plan. It will just be when I'm feeling inspired and excited to share content like that. All of the business related content that you will be seeing from me in that time, that will be pre-scheduled batched content that my team are supporting me with. But I'm gonna chat a little bit more to what that looks like in a second. The point here is that I will still be on socials. I'll still be online, but there's absolutely no pressure or expectation as to what that will look like. And that feels really, really good to me. And I think it's really important to remember that what feels good for me will be different to what feels good for you. You know, I've got friends in business who decided to go offline completely during their maternity leave, like in all things There is no one right way to do maternity leave and only you can decide what feels good for you. The best advice that I can give you is to keep your maternity leave as open-ended and as flexible as possible and to hold any decisions you make on this side of maternity leave lightly. So if you decide you want to keep showing up online during your maternity leave, And then you get one week in and it's just not feeling aligned anymore. It is okay to change your mind. It is okay to break your own rules. And that goes for everything, obviously. Not just what you decide about how you want to use social media. It goes for everything in your maternity leave. It's okay to change your mind. It's okay to break your own rules. Flexibility is going to be your friend In this season of your life and business in so many more ways than you can ever, ever imagine. So we know that there are many, many ways that maternity leave can look. It's then about deciding what's going to work for you and planning from there. So no one size fits all strategy for maternity leave here. Sorry, team. It's all about what feels good and aligned for you. For me, I finished up with clients at 36 weeks and then gave myself another week to wrap things up behind the scenes, record some podcast episodes, finalize things with the team, all of those things that are going to make it so much easier before I hit that out of office button. And I made the decision that I'd still be on socials in some capacity and that I would batch record guest interviews for the podcast, batch social media content so that I can still serve you through this time in a really valuable way without having to be creating and sharing content in real time. And when I do come back to client work in October, two months later, it will just be to one of my containers initially, the spiritual business mistress mind. So I'll return to coaching inside that one container, but I've intentionally made no other plans outside of that. There's no launches planned for the rest of the year, no plans to create and release anything new unless I'm feeling super inspired, nothing on the agenda outside of coaching my clients in the mistress mind and settling into life as a mama of two. And again, this was a really intentional decision. I knew I wanted to come back to coaching in October. I knew that I wanted that to be coaching my clients inside the mistress mind. I love that container. And in terms of what it requires of me time and capacity wise, coming back to one group call per week, plus Voxer support outside of that feels both fun and spacious. But outside of that, I really wanted to give myself as much flexibility as possible. So to give you an example of my decision-making process here, one of the decisions I hadn't quite made until last week was whether or not I'd stick with weekly podcast episodes while on mat leave or move to a fortnightly schedule. And it really depended on how many episodes I could batch record ahead of time. Now, the number that I've batch recorded, I have enough ready to see me through until October If I decided to stick with weekly episodes, I could make that work if I wanted to, but to create the spaciousness and flexibility I want in this season, I've decided to move to a fortnightly schedule for the next few months. And that decision feels so good, like so much pressure off knowing that I've got enough episodes ready to see the podcast through until mid-November now. And I've got the flexibility to shift back to weekly episodes whenever I'm ready. That feeling in my body, that sense of relief, that's how I know it's the right decision for me. So those are some of the key strategic decisions that I made in the lead up to Matt leave. Flowing on from there, once those decisions have been made, It's then looking at what plans you have to make around that. So for me, knowing I wanted to come straight back into the next round of the spiritual business mistress mind, I had to change my usual launch plan. I had to change my usual strategy and launch much earlier than I usually would. It also meant that I ran a shorter Mistress Mind container earlier this year. So the April Mistress Mind that I just wrapped up, it was a four month experience rather than the usual six months. It meant getting creative in the ways that I could serve and support the women jumping on board for the October Mistress Mind. So while I'm off on mat leave, we have two live guest masterclasses happening during that time. And all of these decisions, all of these plans have been made with two things in mind. Obviously, what's going to work for me in terms of taking time off to birth and nurture this baby, but also taking into consideration how I could serve and support my clients and community during this season. What did that look like? So when looking at the different parts of your business and what it would mean for you to take this time off. What feels good for you first and foremost, most important, and then what could that look like for your clients and community? Knowing that stepping fully away from everything in your business is completely possible if that's what you desire. Again, there are no rules. There is no one right way. And you can also just decide to see how you go on the other side. There's no need to make promises of returning to work on such and such a date. The decision could be to make no decision, which actually might be a really nice segue to talking about the differences between this mat leave and my maternity leave with Noah. So Noah was born just over three years ago and my business looked very, very different back then. I'm going to share something now that if you're a new listener to the podcast or new to my community and not familiar with my business journey just yet, this might surprise you. But back then, a large part of my business was product based. I had my own range of hand poured soy candles and essential oil products. And I'll let you in on a little secret. Technically, the online shop is still live on the website with a very limited amount of stock, but I will be closing it down either during mat leave or as soon as I'm back, it is 100% time to let that side of the business go once and for all. Anyway, that's not the point. The point is the product side of my business was a big chunk of the pie back then. So one of the key strategic decisions I made back then was to create a whole lot of stock ahead of time and keep the shop open while on maternity leave. And I just extended our shipping times to give us more flexibility and spoke with Matt about the fact that he was going to be home with me and the baby for six weeks and that we could manage that together. I also had the coaching side of the business. And similarly to this time, I think I finished up with one-to-one clients around 36, 37 weeks. I also had one group coaching program at the time, which I actually created and launched for the first time while I was pregnant with Noah, my feminine fire group program, the namesake of this podcast. And I went back and had a look at my calendar. We wrapped up the final call for that first ever round When I was about 38 weeks and Noah was born at 39 and 4, so I was really really pushing it close to the end there and I probably wouldn't do that again. In terms of what I had planned for returning to work after maternity leave, I had nothing solid in place except for hosting a weekend retreat with my mum about five months after Noah was born. And I was pretty confident that I'd be in a position five months in to do that. And I was, but that is the only thing I had booked in the calendar. I really wanted to keep it as open as possible, knowing that I had absolutely no idea what life would look like as a mama. And I'm really, really glad I did that because it gave me so much flexibility to make really aligned decisions on the other side of maternity leave. I think one of the biggest differences between now and then is that I do have some understanding of what my capacity will be like. Obviously, two kids is different to one, but we are keeping Noah in daycare two days a week and he's still going to hang out with my mum one day a week. And eventually, when we're ready, mum will also look after the baby on that day too So when that happens, I'll have one solid day a week in the business, which is what I had for the first 18 months with Noah. And because I've got a bit of an idea around what that will look like, I'm feeling really confident in these decisions this time around to know that I can return to coaching inside the mistress mind in October. And that still feels really fun and spacious. Whereas Three years ago, I probably wouldn't have been able to make that decision with the same confidence. The other major difference between now and then, and it is a really, really big one, is that I now have a team supporting me. That is a huge, huge difference. And it brings me to the next thing that I want to share with you. If you have a team, And I know, depending on where you're at in business right now, you may or may not have a team just yet. But if you do, I really recommend that you start communicating with them around your planning and your preparations early. And if you don't have a team, but you'd like one to support you into and through your mat leave, get them in place as early as possible. Something that has made a huge difference for me team-wise in the lead up to this maternity leave is making some changes within my team structure. My team now looks like an incredible content manager, the wonderful Taryn from The Social Bolt, who supports me with all things content. And side note, Taryn was actually my first ever team member. She is also a dear, dear friend. And it is an understatement to say that I was over the moon excited when she said yes to joining the team again this year. So I have Taryn as our content manager and a wonderful virtual assistant Jelan who just makes everything, everything so bloody easy. Oh my goodness, what a dream. I actually also knew Jelan before she joined the team. She supports my mum in her business as her VA. And when I decided I wanted to bring on VA support to complete the team, I knew I wanted Jalan. Well, ask and you shall receive because I got the dream team and I could not be happier about it. I also work with some other incredible contractors, Bambi Media being one of them who edit the podcast each week. Shout out to them. My designer Monique from Fauna, my bookkeeper Robin all of these incredible people who support me in the business. And I wanted to share this with you for a couple of reasons. Firstly, if you're looking at the content that I'm going to be putting out while I'm on maternity leave and thinking, how is Beck doing all of that? The answer is I'm not. The team of people behind me have made that possible. And secondly, it's really important that the team you have suit your needs and your working style. For me, especially in this season as a mama, having support with content, launching, admin, project management, and the behind the scenes running of my containers, that's what I need. And I now have a team that I can fully trust to support me in all of that. Making those team changes earlier this year was a really, really big part of being able to plan for a maternity leave that just feels as good as this one does. I know that if I hadn't made those changes, I wouldn't be feeling like this right now. So strategically getting your team in place, planning, preparing with them as early as possible. The biggest advantage of that is time. So for me, We had time to clarify, refine, and record some of our key processes and also upgrade and implement some new systems and tech. So, for example, we were able to get rid of some subscriptions that weren't serving us anymore and were just wasting our money. All of these things have made it so much easier moving into this time. I was able to start communicating with the team around what our plan was for maternity leave. In fact, we planned a lot of that together, looking at the different options for what our content strategy could look like, for example, and making decisions from there. I also created a maternity leave planning project inside Asana, which is our project management tool of choice, and started mapping out the different bits and pieces in there. This Asana project includes pretty much everything that will be happening across the business during this time that isn't already in Asana, including our processes for different things, like our content plan across our different channels, as well as a couple of the projects that the team will be working on in the background and just making sure that everyone knows who is responsible for what having this mapped out in a shared space, like Asana and opening up that communication as early as possible, Even if decisions haven't been made yet, that's made a huge difference for me in terms of feeling confident that everyone in the team knows what's happening. It's also highlighted where there might be gaps in our planning and where decisions still need to be made. And just to be really clear, I was still making some of those decisions right up until last week. And that's okay because I knew that the decisions that were still left ultimately weren't make or break decisions. If I happened to go into early labor, it wouldn't have mattered. But I only knew that because I had them in Asana and they were there and I could see them. Essentially, I left all the not necessary, but would be really nice to have organized things for last. Things like batch recording reels if they didn't happen they didn't happen, no big deal. My business is not relying on them. But they're a nice to have, and because they were in Asana, it meant that it wasn't forgotten. Because we'd communicated about it as a team, it wasn't forgotten. So, using a project management tool, communicating with your team, mapping these things out as early as possible is only going to serve you. Now, to finish, I want to share just some quick fire takeaways for you as a bit of a wrap up or summary, because all of the points today, I feel just kind of flowed one into the other. And so let's wrap this up with some quick fire takeaways. Number one, start planning as early as possible. Number two, know that there is no one right way to do maternity leave. Number three, make your decisions Based on what feels good for you, AKA, trust your intuition. Number four, create as much flexibility and spaciousness as possible. Number five, know that it's okay to change your mind and break your own rules. Number six, if you have a team, firstly, make sure they're your ideal dream team so you feel fully supported. And secondly, start communicating your plans with them as early as possible. And number seven, ensure all processes that are happening while you're on maternity leave are clear and recorded. Amazing. I really hope this episode all about strategy and looking at the practical things I did in the lead up to this maternity leave has been helpful for you. Don't forget, if you haven't listened to part one of this series, looking at the mindset side of things, that is there for you too. I really, really loved recording this two-part series for you. And I have no doubt that on the other side of maternity leave, I'll be recording some sort of life update episode for you where I'll share how it's gone, what I've learned and what life and business look like with a second baby. As I've already shared after today's episode, the podcast is moving to a fortnightly release schedule. I have recorded some incredible interviews with some incredible humans for you. I am just so excited for you to listen in and absorb all of their juicy wisdom. I will also still be hanging out over on Instagram at beck.cazillo. So please come and let me know what you loved about this episode or any of the episodes to come while I'm off. That is also where I will likely share the news of this baby's arrival first. So, if you love some good newborn baby spam, then come and join me there. Now, before I sign off, I just want to say a big, big thank you to you for being here, for listening into this episode, for supporting the podcast, and supporting me into this next season of life and business. I truly am blessed. With the most incredible community. And for that, I am just so, so grateful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I hope you have an absolutely magical day, an absolutely magical week, an absolutely magical few months. And I will see you next time on the Feminine Fire Podcast.